The absolute majority of Christians and Catholics believe that Jesus has died on the cross for all of our sins, and they believe that we will go to heaven when we die because we are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. But is that the truth? No matter what sin you committed, if you just believe in Jesus, is your sin really forgiven? And will you go to heaven when you die? Probably all Christians have questioned themselves once. Can I really go to heaven when I die, if I just believe in only Jesus? So today, let us find out in the Bible about the mystery of the dwelling place that Jesus said He will prepare. It's no exaggeration to say that the phrase, only Jesus, is the same as the mark of salvation representing the faith of most churches of the world. Search on YouTube and see. Just how many pastors say that Jesus was scorched for our sins and Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins? Countless pastors teach that you are saved if you just believe in Jesus. But we should all question whether these teachings are true. Because heaven and hell, eternal life and eternal punishment are determined in the time you live on earth in a physical body. For it is written in Matthew 25, verse 46, These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Regardless whether you believe in God or not, or whatever your religion may be, this truth will never change. That's because it is not the end after the body dies. There is judgment according to your deeds while you are physically alive. It's either eternal life and entering heaven or falling to eternal punishment in eternal hell, just as it is written in Hebrews 9 verse 27. It is appointed for men to die once and after this comes judgment. Then where is heaven? Is it a place where you go when your body dies? Then why would Jesus come down to this earth again? after being resurrected and staying at the right hand of God for 2,000 years. People commonly believe that heaven is somewhere up there in the sky since Jesus ascended to heaven. What's more, lots of people give testimonies about having visions of heaven and they often use the word in John 14 verse 1 to 3. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. They took this verse literally by human thoughts and imagined what heaven is like, and they made up stories about how there are houses prepared in heaven up there. They all imagined the house of God and the kingdom of God, that is, the kingdom of heaven. So they made up the testimony called 40 Days in Heaven. People made up stories of seeing heaven in their dreams, where they saw some people living in luxurious apartments and some people living in a hut. And they deceived other people by saying that they saw heaven and the millennial kingdom. Since no one went there, no one could doubt. So everyone desired to see heaven and hell in their own visions and dreams, and they like hearing that kind of testimonies. However, 
Hundred years ago, before the age of airplanes, anyone who testified about visiting heaven could not have talked about stories of apartments. They could not make up the stories because they have never seen it. So they ignore all the written truth and they boast of the dreams they had at night. As they keep telling their testimonies and boasting, they add more lies to their story. They add more details about how someone had a house in heaven, but someone else didn't have a house at all, or someone's house was made of gold and some other house was just a hut. But a dream is only a dream. If Jesus Christ did prepare houses up there in heaven, why did he say, I will come again? What is the dwelling place that Jesus spoke of? We must find the answer from the Bible. All problems and answers of life are in the Bible. The Bible must be interpreted with the Bible and the spiritual thoughts must be interpreted with spiritual words. What is the dwelling place of God that is written in John 14 verse 1 to 3? When we interpret the Bible with the Bible, the dwelling place of God is first and foremost the person who is born again. The dwelling place and my father's house that Jesus spoke of is the place where God dwells, the house of the Lord, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. The answer is all throughout the Bible, but the key is in Ephesians 2 verse 22, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the spirit. This word means that among Christians who believe in the one husband Jesus Christ, there will be the people who hear the voice of the Spirit of truth and are guided into all the truth. And when they are created again, they will become the dwelling of God. Also, it is written in Psalm 68 verse 5, A father of the fatherless and a judge for the widows is God in his holy habitation. It also says in Psalm 23, verse 6, Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. The house of God and the dwelling of God is the place where this word has become reality, where God's fellow workers are, where the holy ones are. If God's dwelling is up there in the sky, why did he say that he is a father of the fatherless and a judge for the widows? You need to question this. And in all the days of my life, means to dwell forever in the house of God while being physically alive. God's field means the people whose hearts are planted with the word of God, and they carry out the word. They are called God's building. Then what should we do to be God's building and dwell forever? This is what God says in Psalm 37 verse 27. Depart from evil and do good so you will abide forever. Only God is good. When you keep God's commandments, you will become God's building and dwell forever. This is the reason God is establishing the everlasting covenant now. And it says in Exodus 15 verse 17, 
You will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place, O Lord, which you have made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. God lives forever. The Lord's dwelling is the person that He has already chosen to be His holy temple forever, even before creating this visible world. The one who became the Lord's dwelling first like this is the Son, Jesus Christ. Let us prove it. In John 14, verse 8 to 11, Jesus' disciple Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does His works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. The Son Jesus testified the Creator God the Father who walked with the Son. Father God also testified that Jesus Christ is the Son of God by showing signs and wonders of casting out demons, healing the sick, and raising the dead through the Son Jesus when He was on earth. Jesus did not perform signs and wonders because He had any powers. And it says in John 14 verse 15 to 16, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may be with you forever. This is promising that everyone who truly keeps the Word of God will live forever. If you were to die and live in heaven up there, why would God send the another Helper to the earth? This means the one who will proclaim the everlasting covenant on earth on behalf of God is the another Helper. God had promised, in other words, prophesied in the Old Testament to send Jesus Christ long before He came to this earth. Then Jesus came in reality, in God's appointed time. Likewise, the another helper also comes in reality, just as prophesied in the whole Bible. Helper means one who was called to one side to help, a counsel for defense or legal assistance the advocate, comforter, mediator, intercessor, and pleader. Jesus Christ also is a helper sent by God. The proof is in 1 John 2 verse 1. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. This is clear proof that the another helper, the spirit of truth, is not imaginary. Just as Jesus Christ came as a helper, as a real person, the another helper, the spirit of truth, will also come to this earth as a real person. It says in John 14 verse 16, He will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. This was not Jesus speaking to the apostles back then. This was God speaking to all Christians who truly believe in God in the 21st century, now in this age, 
on the universal seventh day. This was God promising through Jesus Christ that the another helper, when he comes, will be with you forever. This promise has already come true. The person who has become the dwelling place of God forever is the another helper, the Spirit of Truth, Reverend Okju Shin. God has promised eternal life to everyone who becomes the dwelling place of God. It says in John 14 verse 21, He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and will disclose myself to him. This is proof that everyone who becomes the dwelling place of God must keep God's commandments. You must keep the commandments and not just talk with no actions. That is loving Jesus Christ, loving the Father God and becoming the dwelling of God. That is when you become perfect in your spiritual state, just as it says in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 10. When the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. In other words, that is when you are born again of water and the Spirit. In other words, that is being created again as written in Psalm 102 verse 18. This is when you are truly free in fulfillment of the word in John 8 verse 32. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Such person is called the perfect, the holy one, and the saint. Such people become the temple of God. The land where these temples of God live together is the Holy Lamb. That place is the dwelling where God abides forever. In other words, that is called the Lord's dwelling, God's dwelling, and the house where God dwells forever. This is the kingdom of heaven established on earth in reality and the dwelling place that Jesus is preparing for you. In Ephesians 1 verse 21, Matthew 12 verse 32, and Hebrews 2 verse 5, that is the sinless world to come. Here is another proof that you must keep God's commandments to be God's dwelling. In John 14 verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. This is the key to the way of eternal life. This is the way of life of walking with God and Jesus Christ. This is the mystery of the kingdom of heaven hidden from the past ages that surpasses even the truth that appoints man to die once. The word, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, and the promise of sending thee another helper that he may be with you forever are all mystery of the kingdom of God, hiding eternal life. The person who becomes the dwelling of God must inherit eternal life. It says in the Bible about a man who came to Jesus to ask about eternal life. A man questions Jesus in Mark 10. This man is the someone in Matthew 19 and a ruler in Luke 18. He is a leader who uses the Bible today and a rich man. To this rich man, Jesus said in Matthew 19 verse 21, If you wish to be complete, 
Go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But the man could not keep Jesus' commandments, and he went away grieving. In verse 22, But when the young man heard the statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. However, in verse 29 it says, And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. Clearly, the person who inherits eternal life has to carry out all commandments written in the Bible. For such people, God and Jesus Christ and the Spirit of Truth will come and make an abode with them. For such people, God, Jesus Christ and the Spirit of Truth will come to them. That is why it says in John 14 verse 23, We will come to Him and make our abode with Him. That is achieving the perfect trinity as written in 1 John 5 verse 7 to 8. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and the three are in agreement. This is the perfect knowledge of truth about God's dwelling. The person who loves Jesus Christ must keep His word and carry it out. And when that person lives by the word, God will love him, and that person becomes the holy temple where God abides forever. This is why it says in John 14 verse 24, He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Thus, the word that Jesus Christ proclaimed is Father God's word. The person who receives this word and carries it out is walking with God and Jesus Christ. The one who makes you walk with the word of God and makes you understand the truth and inherit eternal life without physically dying is the spirit of truth. You are created again and sanctified through the word of the new covenant, the eternal gospel declared by the spirit of truth. But demons threw away all these words and distorted the truth by saying that you are already saved if you just say that you believe in only Jesus. And they taught that you will go to heaven when you die. These are blatant lies. Clearly, the word, we will come to him and make our abode with him, is fulfilled to those who keep the word of God. Here, the hymn in this verse is first, the another helper, the spirit of truth. Next is the people who are guided by the spirit of truth, as written in John 14, verse 16, that he may be with you forever. And verse 17, you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. These people will be created again to inherit eternal life and become the dwelling of God forever. The place where they are will be Zion, the new Jerusalem, and the new heaven and new earth where God dwells. Thus, the kingdom of heaven is not up there in the sky as people imagine. The kingdom of heaven is the dwelling where God abides forever 
becoming reality in the land that he has prepared before creating this visible world. It has already been 14 years of laying the foundation for it. However, the sinners cannot abide in the Father's house. Their end is eternal punishment in hell. It is written in John 8, verse 34 to 35. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. Not anyone can go to the house of God, the dwelling of God. The Bible clearly says everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin, and everyone who is enslaved to sin cannot remain in the house forever. This means they cannot remain in the dwelling place which Jesus said that He is preparing. In other words, it means that they cannot enter the kingdom of heaven and they will be put to eternal punishment in the eternal fiery lake of hell. That is why it says in 1 John 3 verse 8, The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. He who practices sin belongs to the devil. The devils are the people who teach lies differing from the Bible, such as saying that anyone who just believes in Jesus will go to heaven when they die. You must not imagine the devils. The devils are also people. If Jesus really forgave all your sins, why did Jesus say that everyone who commits sin does not remain in the house forever? Discern the truth and see how much everyone was deceived by these blatant lies. Everyone who preaches like that is an angel of hell. Their sermons are sermons set on fire by hell. They are spiritual murderers who are sending people to hell. As for the Christians who live as they please and sin and believe only the lying sermons, it says in James 4 verse 4, You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. If they stay like that, both the preachers who teach lies differing from the Bible and the congregation who accepted those words with Amen and lived only a religious lifestyle will fall to the fiery lake of hell when their bodies die, just like everyone else in other religions and atheists. They have nothing to do with the dwelling place of God. For 2,000 years, everyone told the same lie that Jesus died for all of our sins and that everyone who just believes in only Jesus will go to heaven when they die. However, now in this age, the Spirit of Truth, whom God had promised in the past ages, has come and is guiding into all the truth. So the mystery about the dwelling place of God is being opened. Back in the first coming, Jesus did not know the exact meaning of the word in John 14 verse 1 to 3, and He did not directly say how you can be God's dwelling. The proof is in John 3 verse 12. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Jesus spoke earthly things, 
and not heavenly things. There is another proof in Matthew 13 verse 34. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables, and he did not speak to them without a parable. However, this too was permitted by God. Before this age, it was not God's appointed time. So for 6,000 years from the Old Testament, or for 2,000 years from the New Testament, God said in Luke 18 verse 6, Hear what the unrighteous judge said. This was why he said in Galatians 3 verse 22 to 23, But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. However, now is the universal seventh day. It is the day of the Lord, the day of the Son of Man, and the day of judgment. Now is the time for the perfect truth to be revealed, and it is the end of the world that God had permitted for the people of this world. The Spirit of truth whom God has promised to send from before time began has come to this earth in flesh. The Spirit of truth has been revealing the mystery of the kingdom of heaven hidden from the past ages and generations, guiding into all the truth without turning to the right or the left, exposing the lies different from the Bible that deceived the whole world for 2,000 years, and purifying the people of God and creating them again with the word of the new covenant, with the eternal gospel, to become God's dwelling. That is why God is called the God of truth. This is the unprecedented new thing that has never happened before in any age since creation by any group. That is why God said that the Word is God. And the Son Himself said, I am the truth. And it says that the Spirit is truth. It's not imagination. The written truth comes true in reality in God's appointed time. That is why it also says, the Spirit is truth and is called the Spirit of truth. Through the Bible that is the truth, we must be guided into all the truth. Only then can we know about God, about Jesus Christ, whom God sent from heaven to the earth, and about the Spirit of truth. And also the mystery that was never opened before about the kingdom of heaven where the dwelling of God becomes reality is now revealed. That is why it is so important to know the times. All questions and answers, even about the kingdom of God, were hidden in the Bible, in the truth. And you must know that God opens the mysteries one by one at His appointed time through His appointed person. However, the people who belong to this world Imagine the Spirit of truth by the thoughts of men. They think that the Holy Spirit comes upon them when they close their eyes and pray. So God has already said that they see, but they do not see, and they hear, but they do not understand, and they will oppose the Spirit. That is why it says in John 14 verse 17, That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see Him or know Him 
but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Now in this age, the spirit of truth has come. The spirit of truth has been opening the heaven's gate, which who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens. So all mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are being opened, even the mystery about how the dwelling place of God is created. So now, everyone who speaks lies differing from the Bible must be silent before God. No one should deceive other people with blatant lies of testimonies about heaven any longer, nor should anyone be deceived anymore. Now is the time for the dwelling place of God, where God abides forever to become reality. So you must all go on to the word of the new covenant, the eternal gospel declared by the spirit of truth, and come to the perfect knowledge of God. Amen.